Welcome. Just check, see if my dog's nipping at my toes. Welcome to Big Ben and K Win on NoFilter.net. Last time I checked, the Golden State Warriors are still NBA champions. Everyone's nipping at their toes, especially this past week. It was draft day, Thursday. New York City, Big Ben. That's what we're getting into today. I'm K Win. He's Big Ben. Let's get it. Big congrats to Paulo Banchero. Product of O'Day High School, where I have about four to five friends, all boys school. Uh, number one Catholic? draft pick. Yes. All boys Catholic school. They dominate. It's right up there on, on First Hill. Us as prep, when I coached at prep, dominated us in football. The chant at the end of the game was, let's play basketball. Let's play basketball. Congrats to Paulo. Although I disagree with his attire, I agree with the fact that he was the best player in the draft. The odd part about that is Orlando never worked him out. Really? The old, the old rope-a-dope, the old bluff, the yeah. old, oh, crap, we got the first pick and we still haven't decided. Let's just take the guy with the purple suit. Maybe they worked out everyone else and they're like, oh, crap, we got to go to different direction. <laughs> Could you imagine that? All the scouts going, uh, let's go look at Paulo's film again for the 54th time. But Chet Holmgren going to uh, OKC, which is a great landing spot for him. Young guy, going to be able to mature. And then Jabari Smith getting to Houston, teaming up with Jalen Green. Did one-two punch for the future for the Rockets. Candidly, k I couldn't name an uh, outside of Ivy. I couldn't name another draft pick. I'm sorry. Well, that's why I'm your sidekick, and I'm going to help you out. This was a pack Northwest dominated draft, Big Ben. You had Paulo Moday going one. You had Chet from Gonzaga going to OKC. Then you had Shaden Sharp from Kentucky. I had to like look. I'm like, who is this guy? The reason why I didn't know because he didn't play last year. <laughs> he sat out, reclassified. He sat out, got ready for the draft. But you look at his tape, his film. Unbelievable athlete, jump out of the gym, can shoot it, can score. I think if he would have played at Kentucky, he could have been the number one overall pick. That's how good he is. Team him up with Dame. They got Jeremy Grant. They got Anthony Simmons. We might have to go to Portland this year, Big Ben, to watch our God, Blazers. I'd love to be in the Moda Center and watch a good Blazers game. You and I both know, I think. We partook in a few too many beverages the last time we went, and uh, subsequently, I don't know if the Blazers won or lost, but we handed out a ton of WS t-shirts. It was so long ago that Russ was playing for OKC. Since then, he's played for Houston, the Wizards, and the Lakers. That's how long it's been since we've been to a basketball game together because of COVID. And, And my beard didn't have any gray hairs. Uh, you bring up an interesting point, though, and it goes back to Paulo. You know, these you see more and more the avenues to the NBA are, are broader. There used to be one go to college. Now it's you got to ignite. Now you got Lamelo went overseas. You know, so there's different avenues. So all of a sudden, if you're at an NBA team, you need an international scout, mm-hmm. college scout, you know, G League scout, and you need an Instagram scout. Like, you need someone scrolling Instagram. (laughs) Honestly, like, that that is no joke because more and more these days, these kids are self-promoters of themselves, you know? And 
granted there's the AAU circuit, there's still, you know, your Adidas, your Nike, but to your point, I mean, you look at that film and you go, okay, he could have been the number one pick at Kentucky or he could have been the guy. I think the last big Instagram star was the guy that started at Georgetown, Max McGlung. Oh yeah. Went to Texas. So for Texas tech. And I think he's floundered in the NBA. So for every Max McGlung, it'll be interesting to see how, what's the guy's name? You forgot his name. Shaden Sharp. It'll be interesting to see how Mr. Sharp, is it Sharp with an E at the end? It is. I like that. Okay. So Rant now over. I want to, I want to talk about someone who is the opposite of what you've talked about. He's my guy, Jalen Williams, Santa Clara University, lottery pick, OKC, first lottery pick since Steve Natch. He's 6'6", but here's the thing, a 7'2 wingspan, extreme athlete. He shot 39% from three, 50% from the field, averaged 18 points, four rebounds, four assists, can do it all. And you know why I like the OKC pick and why we're going to have to bring him to our jurisdiction? Because now they have two WCC people. They got Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, Jalen Williams. But what's great about Jalen's story, grew up in Arizona, Gilbert, Arizona, three-star recruit. I think he was ranked 250 in his class. Just got better and better and better. And no one saw this coming, not even him. But congratulations to Jalen Williams. So he's maybe a 50, 40, 80 guy. Is that what they, they look at? I mean, I'd say 50, 50, 90 because he's a Santa Clara alum. <laughs> now, the the funny thing that comes to my mind is it sounded like you were describing yourself on the basketball court until you said 7-2 wingspan. <laughs> <laughs> well, Actually, I, I, let me take that back. It'd be a 50, 50, 50, 40, 90 six guy six fouls fouling out before he had it all you have to do is make one or two buckets a three-pointer and a free throw and you're on the bench and there you go there you go since we're west coast pod, here's what i can like we, we always can we talk, pause we go on a little bit of rant and then i'll give it back to okay all draft and the sec what's well, the basketball draft and it's the pac-12 baby six players got drafted Three in the first round, three in the second round, three from Arizona. And I'm still bitter because I picked Arizona to win the national championship and win me some money. But they had Matherin from Canada. He went to the Pacers. They had Daylon Terry. I didn't expect him. He was a first rounder. And they had Chris Coloco, that big man. Peyton Watson from UCLA, the freshman who didn't really play at all. He got drafted. And ironically, Johnny Jazang did not get drafted. And he had yeah. a contract with Utah. So we always talk about on this podcast, sometimes you have to go out when your stock is high. If Jazang would have gone out last year, he probably would have gotten drafted. I can't believe it hurt him to come back and work on his game. Well, I think the the next thing we'll see is Drew Timmy went back to school. Oh. In all candidacy, I don't think Drew Timmy's going to get drafted. In fact, he probably walked into the draft camp. They said, why are you here? You're, we're not going to take you. And that's sometimes you have to be honest with yourself. And Jazang probably said, hey, I'm a good collegiate player, but I don't translate to the NBA. Um, shout out to Christian Braun, one of my favorite players last year, part of the Kansas NCAA title, title or uh, NCAA championship team. Just check out the video of him and his mom. Um, 
The other thing I'll say here is Duke had four players in the first yeah. round. Coach Case ended up. And the last thing I think I'll say, bold prediction. Tommy Lloyd okay. and the Arizona Wildcats will win the title next year. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Excuse me, excuse me. No, 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 no. What happened? Excuse me. But then the, they'll, they'll win. Here's, here's a bold prediction. They'll win two titles within the next six years. Here's why I say that. Tommy Lloyd, and this isn't, this has been stated by many college coaches, is the best international recruiter in the collegiate ranks. Didn't he get the best international prospect? He signed him. He did. He did. Arizona is a phenomenal attraction. You, they haven't won a title in, say, I think 20 years, 22, something, whenever Lou Olson, Mike Bibby, Dickerson. But it's an attractive place. You're in the Pac-12. I mean, you you and I have been to Tucson. Oh, yeah. Not a bad spot. If you're an international recruit and you're from Denmark or wherever, north of the equator, Arizona looks pretty nice. And then three, having three draft picks in the first round, I mean, those guys, you walk into the locker room, you see these three guys, hey, millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. Next yeah. level, next level, Lexum. That speaks for itself. Tommy Lloyd will probably have international flights landing in Tucson with guys knocking at his door, hoping to come play through the Wildcats. So you're saying Tommy Lloyd will win two titles? Two ti- two title Tommy is what we'll be calling him. Two title Tommy in the next six years. So he's going to get his first title before Few, and then he's yes. going to have more overall. In his career, before few rides off in the sunset. Hey, yeah, the student becomes the what's the saying? The student becomes the professor, maybe. Or he becomes the mentor. I mean, if I'm picking between Tucson and Spokane, I mean, that's, that's a pretty easy choice, right? Yeah. Pac-12 or WCC? Easy choice. I like that hot take. Here's my hot take. Thank you. When we redraft this class 10 years from now, Patrick Baldwin Jr. will be a top five pick. Warriors got him late. He was a five-star recruit out of Milwaukee. He passed up going to Duke, going to Kansas, going to Carolina, all the big-name schools because he wanted to play at the University of Milwaukee with his dad. He got hurt. He got injured. He played through pain. His stats were awful. But he's still a five-star elite recruit, and the Warriors can take a chance on it because they don't need him to play right away. They can develop yeah. him, they can grow him, and they can start rebuilding. Or what am I talking about? Rebuilding, continue that dynasty. And the best part about it is his nickname, Patrick Baldwin Jr. PBJ. <laughs> Skippy. Skippy's got a new endorser. Oh. Okay. Can we talk attire real quick? Sure. It wouldn't be an NBA draft recap if we didn't. The red carpet's rolled out. I felt like Paulo spent more time or, you know, pulling together his attire than he did maybe going through the pre-draft process. Um, but let me give him the benefit of the doubt. You're a top three guy. Someone comes up and says, put on this suit and I'll give you a hundred grand. That's a pretty easy answer. Yeah. The thing about the chain, the chain was pseudo ridiculous in my opinion. 
I mean, it looked like he reminiscent of Paul Wall back in the day. Ooh. Or, or Camille, Camille, Chameleon Air. Yeah, those guys from Houston. Because the guy that actually put them together is a famous jeweler from Houston who I think Paul Wall promoted. But uh, you would have to pay me a million bucks, I think, to wear that thing. Just knowing that I'm going to look back on draft day and I got a picture with a massive P5 thing that no one's no one's looking at my face they're looking at this ridiculous chain yeah and i don't fall and so i i would say that's the worst case scenario i think paul's gonna look back and be like man i should have made a better decision there chet i think someone just handed him a suit off the rack and said wear this and he put on the chain and probably got the 100 grand well okay i don't fault him for that jabari smith smiled and dialed that guy if I'm saying, if I'm projecting how well someone does in the NBA based on the draft day attire, Jabari Smith's going to be an all-star. Okay. Just, just casual, nice three-piece. I like he had the little under intersection, nice tie, dialed. Looks like he could have been selling data storage on the streets of New York. Good. But it's hard to pick an outfit that is hip now that ages well. Like we go back and look at our prom picks. Like my hair, I did have hair folks back then. <laughs> Looked cool then, but looking back now, I'm like, what's going on? So I don't really know what to tell these young bucks. Just wear what's hot now and just know your kids later on are gonna make fun of you. Make as fun well of big bitted K Wed. Yeah. That's my thing is I don't know if Paul what Paulo War was actually hot now. I think it was a little aggressive, but we're out of the I digress. Like, I don't know what's hot. For I, the yeah. yeah, I find one brand that fits me well, and I buy five of the same t-shirt in different colors. So what do I know? Oh, okay. NBA Dunzo. Can we get an update on College World Series? Any back teams? I want to talk about the Twin Towers. No, no, folks. It's not David Robinson and Tim Duncan. It's Chet Holmgren and Alexi. I can't even pronounce his name. I have to look this up. Alexei Polshevsky. I'll just call him Polko. Both seven-footers, both weigh about combined the same weight as me after I eat some tacos on a Sunday. But they're both dynamic. They're both been. Polka played the second half of the season. He can shoot. He can score. He can create for himself and create for others. It'll be interesting to see how they play the two seven-footers. In addition to Shea. OKC is building the future. I just worry that they can't hold on to these stars, but it will be fun to watch the two seven-footers next year. You and I discussed this. OKC is the Oakland Athletics of the NBA. As soon as yeah. I find a guy, literally, Sam Presti is Billy Bean. I'm going to go out find the guy that's going to give me the most return based on the data and analytics I have in front of me. Don't tell anyone I'm doing it. Develop these kids. Hope you hit lightning in a bottle where two to three, three of them pan out. You get them on their rookie contract. And then you can't afford them. Yeah. I mean, Chet, at some point, you're going to have to hold on onto a star, a marquee guy, someone that knows. But they haven't had that in the past years. You know, Russell's, Russell and Kevin – and James subsequently were kind of all passovers from Seattle. I don't know if Chet's truly an Oklahoma guy. He is a Minnesota guy, but at some point, if you're Sam, you got to keep a roster consistency to have people coming back and watching you. Yeah. On the other end, 
It's the only fucking thing to do in Oklahoma City. So throw whatever you want out there, and they'll keep walking in the arena in the turnstiles. So good on Sam. I agree with you. Um, Theo's trying to end this podcast by chewing on our Wi-Fi. But they got Mike Gundy from the Pokes. They got OKC football. Or, I'm sorry, Oklahoma State football. There's two things to do. Oh, no, Stillwater's not. I'm sorry. Sorry. Yeah, dude. That's the thing. You got Norman and Stillwater. They're not even close to Oklahoma City. Just put that all together and get rid of it. It's all about the West Coast. (laughs) There's nothing to do in Oklahoma City other than go watch the Thunder and some no-names play season in, season out. And so hopefully Chet becomes the face of the franchise. Where's my dog? Okay, he's all right. In closing, I will say this. If I am a GM, you want to be close with Sam Presti because you know he can't side these players. He's going to load these players. Plus, he has draft picks to broker any deal. He's the be- He could be top five most influential personalities or people in the NBA because he controls the draft pick, he controls contracts, and he's building young stars. Sam Presti is the rain man of the NBA. And that's why I'm, I, another reason it's I have so much angst about the Sonics not being here, because in I don't want I I won't call Seattle a, a small market, but we're small market in terms of true sports fans. Like you go to Boston and it's everyone immersed in sports. Pittsburgh's immersed in sports. Here it's kind of like. Well, Maybe similar to L.A. We got other shit to do if our time team stinks, you know? Don't ever Seattle to L.A. <laughs> we're, hey, we're going to hit 86 today. Wow. Yeah. We should have done Watch Beach or Brewery today and for Seattle edition. <laughs> uh, where I'm going with this is, yeah, it disappointed me because you're right. Sam Presti understands the game, understands how to take a small market and make it look bigger. But also, yeah, you're right. He is he is the minor league. Well, not necessarily the minor leagues, but he he, he finds way to power broker. Finds, exactly. Finds ways to control the league without producing a good team. I want He's to find house. a way He's the house. to control the podcast world without producing great content. That's our mission here at WSD. Should we wrap up on that note? <laughs> we should. Take it oh, we rebranded, by the way. So we're Big Ben and K-Win on nofilter.net. Every week we broadcast live. If you miss us, you can go check us out, subscribe. Our audio podcasts are still out there on all major platforms. We changed our Instagram. It's at Big Ben K-Win underscore. We changed our Twitter. It's at Big Ben K-Win underscore. And like always, we're still rocking TikTok at Big Ben Kwin underscore. So follow us, subscribe us, check us out here on NoFilter.net, or download us wherever you get your podcast. What? Where? Why the underscore? Because that's don't, the problem. Don't underscore. Media is, is don't underscore. Big Ben and Kwin explanation point. Both. When you sign up with an account. You, it's hard to make it consistent all around. I can't believe someone stole Big Ben Kwin on Instagram. Maybe they're holding on to it because they want to. They sell are. It let's go find the fourteen-year-old. Let's go find the fourteen-year-old in Russia playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's where our own handleback. You're telling me there's another Big Ben Kwin out there? We need no to find idea. that on TikTok. <laughs>
Have a great day, everyone. Boom. Oh.